Welcome to Awaken to Grace. Today we continue our study on the family of God as we study the one another scriptures of the Bible. We've seen how we should serve one another. Well, today we're going to see how we should be kind to one another. And you know, if I asked you to describe kindness, most people would use words like nice, polite, perhaps courteous. But did you know the Bible word for kindness is much deeper and much more meaningful than the way we use the word kindness in our English language. So today, we're going to take our Bibles. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, and I'm going to show you the biblical meaning of the word kindness and how the Holy Spirit produces it in our life. I hope you enjoy today's episode of Awakened to Grace. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Everyone in a good mood today? All right, I'll take that. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad. Ephesians chapter 4, let's look at verse number 32. Let me tell you why you're turning there. Boy, I was blessed this week. Um, uh, Last week, I got an email from a brother in Canada who found us through the One Place platform. If you've never checked out One Place, we are on the One Place app and website as well. And He found us through his Alexa device through One Place and wrote us a wonderful email. And this brother is completely blind as well. And uh, this sermon just really touched his heart. We were teaching on the spiritual gifts and He sent us in a wonderful email, and I had the opportunity to call him this week. And we just were able to encourage one another and uh, share with one another what God's doing in our lives. And just what a blessing. What a blessing. Uh, I'm just so thankful. God's, God's just doing. If I just had a lot of time to share with you all of the individual things, large things, small things, uh, everyday things that God is doing right now you would see that God is really active. Amen? And I hope He's active in your life. If He's not, He desires to be. I think all it takes is an invitation to say, God, will you become more active in me? And that's what we're going to talk about today in Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to learn what it means to glorify God, just like last Sunday we were in 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11. As each has received a gift, use it by serving one another. And what was the conclusion to last week? The reason, the premise, the the conclusion to Peter saying, serve one another, was the end of verse 11, in order that in everything God may be glorified. And just like it glorifies God, When we serve one another, today we're going to see how it glorifies God when we're kind to one another. So let's read it together. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Or some scriptures say as God for Christ 
sake hath forgiven you. Amen. What a wonderful scripture. The command is be kind to one another. The command is be tender-hearted toward one another. Forgive one another. Now let me ask you a question. Are you a kind person? Do you consider yourself to be a kind individual? Are you polite? Are you courteous? Are you nice? Well, what I want to show you today and what I want to show using Scripture today is that the biblical idea of kindness is not what is in our Western culture or our English language as kindness. Certainly it's a part of it, but what the Bible is getting, uh, what the Bible is conveying today, what it's wanting to say to us today is a far deeper idea than just being polite. So today, if you're not a polite person, you can kind of go, oh, okay. No, you should be polite, right? But, but what I want to do <clears throat> is not stay above the surface on this kindness idea. Because if you're like me and you grew up like me, when I think of kindness, this is kind of weird, but when I think of kindness, my mind immediately goes back to renting a VHS tape. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, you know, right? And the sticker says, be kind and rewind. I told my kids the other day, I said, you guys will never know the joy of going to a video rental store and you get the last copy that they have. You'll never know that joy. Now they just stream everything, right? This is far deeper than being a courteous individual. It's far deeper than just being nice or being polite. What is biblical kindness? What I want to do is define it today. <clears throat> and then I want to explore where it comes from. And then I want us to apply it deeply to our lives. What is biblical kindness? Let's draw the distinction. Biblical kindness, this word kindness in the Greek, it literally means, think about this, usefulness. Now that's not the way we would define kindness in our English language, is it? We would not define kindness as useful. We would define kindness as perhaps an expression. But Biblically, if you want to be a kind individual, if you're going to be a kind believer, I think what the thought is here, what the biblical idea is here, is that you then become a weapon in the hands of God. You become useful to the glory of God. God is able to use your life. God is able to use your marriage. God is able to use you in your employment. God is able to use you in your interaction with believers and unbelievers alike. God is able to use your life because of kindness. And I'm, just, I'm going to show you just how deep and how powerful this thought really is when you get the biblical idea, the biblical concept of what kindness truly means. Now, if you're like me, when I think of kindness, I think of major things. 
I think of great big acts of kindness. I think of people serving homeless shelters and people serving uh, fostering communities. And I think of people doing overseas uh, food, uh, things like I think of the major things that so many people do. But let's don't overlook this. If the word kindness means usefulness and scripture commands us be kind to one another, what does that look like in everyday life? Well, let's explore this out. Could it be that for us to fulfill this scripture, could that be that it's as simple as sharing our lunch with a coworker? Could it be as simple as clearing the windshield for your spouse without them asking you to? Could it be as simple as picking up after yourself so someone else doesn't have to? Could it be as simple as emptying out the dishwasher or loading the dishwasher? Don't miss, don't miss small opportunities that go a long way. So many of you remember the random acts of kindness cards that Pastor Phil launched. Do you remember those? Do you still have some of those? I hope you do. Many of you know LaRon. Most everybody knows LaRon because he's so loud. <laughs> Is he in here? Oh, I'll talk about him if he's not in here. Many of you don't know. So LaRon comes to the church every Sunday morning at 6.30 a.m. to turn on our extra heat for the church. He serves in some big capacities like that. And Laurent's serving a lot. And uh, by the way, by the way, they're coming in to install gas heat this coming week. Amen? It'll be about a two-week process, but they're putting in gas heat for us. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. Amen. You say amen. The 9 a.m. said hallelujah. Because <laughs> it's cold at 9 a.m. They, <laughs> they were thankful. Um, but uh, Laurent told me the other day, he, uh, now again, random acts of kindness don't have to be major, just random things. And uh, he went to McDonald's and uh, used his card, that, his random acts of kindness, or uh, paid for the person behind him. Just simple, right? He thought to himself, uh, I just wonder if other people will do that too. And he went and parked and went inside and asked the, the counter there, said, you know, uh, I wanted to help the person behind me. I just wondered, are, are other people doing it? They said, yeah, it's happening right now. He stood there, 15 cars consecutive. Amen? Isn't that great? It's random acts of kindness. Biblically, what is it? It means to be used by God. It means to be useful. Far deeper than just being polite. To be used by God. Then here's the command. Be kind to one another. But then it goes a step further. And this is why I want to draw a very clear line between our Western way of thinking of be kind as in nice and the biblical way of being kind as in used by God. Because notice what it says next, being tender-hearted. 
Are you a tender-hearted individual? Because let me tell you what it looks like biblically. The Bible says that God has taken out our heart of stone, that hard-heartedness. God has taken out the heart of stone, and he's put in a heart of flesh. In other words, he put in a tender and a soft heart. He replaced what was stone hard, and he put in what is soft and tender. And the scriptural command is when it comes to one another, we are to be tender hearted. Do you feel that for one another? Do you feel that for the lost? Do you feel that for the downtrodden? Do you feel that for the less who have less than you, who struggle? Do you feel tender hearted toward people? So let's, let's look at this. Where does this kind of kindness come from? Now, the courtesy type of kindness, maybe that came from your mom or your dad. Maybe the niceness came from your grandparents or the home structure you grew up in, whatever. But where does this biblical, I mean this radical compassion, this incredibly tender-hearted compassion, where does that come from? Well, the Bible is very clear. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. In Galatians 5, and 23, the Bible introduces us to this idea called the fruits of the Spirit. These are the fruits that the Holy Spirit should be actively producing in your life. They ought to be active. They ought to be ongoing. There are nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and the list goes on. Kindness is one of the fruits that the Holy Spirit should be actively producing in us. In other words, this is what I want to show you. If you go deeper than courtesy and politeness and niceness, and you go deeper into this biblical concept that God is making you, producing in you, a kind-hearted, tender-hearted individual, it is a work of God and God alone. It is a work of grace. It is a supernatural, God-ordained work. And my question today is very simple. Are the fruits of kindness produced in your life? Or are you inward? Are you looking at yourself? Are you all about you? All about your needs? All about your comfort? All about your lifestyle? All about your bubble? Or are you looking toward the needs of others? See, you look at our world right now, and if there has ever been opportunity for kindness, it's all around us. Am I right or wrong? Just get on social media. How many people are mad and angry and divisive? Go to Walmart, go to Target, go to Sam's. How many people are just angry today, right? And what opportunities to be kind toward one another? Political views have never been sharper and more contrast than what they are now. But what opportunity to be kind toward one another? Racial divisions and Flames of racism are so strong in our country right now. But what opportunities to be kind toward one another? 
Fear and anxiety are at peak levels as people are shut in and people are fearful and the pandemic has gripped our society. What opportunities to be kind toward one another. Friends, there have never been more opportunity than right now at this time in this hour for the people of God to excel in kindness. My question is, is it even on our radar? So when you're shopping at Aldi or you're going to Food City or you're at Sam's Club or wherever you go, is kindness on your radar? When you're interacting with those customers or those clients at work, is kindness on your radar? When you're talking to your neighbors, is kindness on your radar? Because if you want to be used by God, kindness is a surefire way for God to use you. Can we say amen to that? Be kind to one another, tenderhearted. So where does this come from? It comes from the Holy Spirit producing such fruit in our life. In other words, someone treat you wrong, can you be kind to them in your own flesh? Probably not. Someone gossip on you at work? Somebody try to get you fired? Somebody try to make themselves look good? Can you be kind to them in your own strength? Friends, this isn't a matter of willpower. This is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And if you try to be kind within yourself, yes, you may, you may show some politeness. You may show some niceness. You may, you know, you may do it through clenched teeth or whatever. That's, that's missing the point. The Bible point, the biblical point, is how is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. How is kindness being produced in your life? And as you well know, God will give many opportunities for that fruit to come. Amen. (laughs) Now, here is the deeper part of the verse. This is what I really want us to take home today. Scripture says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted. Where does that come from? It comes Directly from the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5.22. It's not a work of our flesh. It's not a matter of our will or our willpower. It's not looking on the sunny side. It's not glass half full. Because I don't know how you are, but some days the glass is half full. And sometimes, some days I roll out of bed and my glass is half empty. Anybody else like that? If you're not, I don't want to be in your small group because you'll get on my nerves. (laughs) Sometimes I like my glass half empty people. (laughs) It's not a matter of our emotions. It's a matter of the Holy Spirit producing fruit in our lives. Is He actively doing that in yours? Now... What is the purpose of all of this? When I say that God will use you, God wants to use the kindness that he places in you. 
What's the ultimate purpose? Just like last week, the ultimate purpose of using the gifts that you've received by serving one another, the ultimate purpose was that God will be glorified. Well, what is the ultimate purpose of kindness? Forgiving one another. Just as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Look with me, go with me quickly to Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Romans chapter 2, verse number 4. This is, to me, this is so powerful. Notice what Scripture says. Should we presume on the, right, on the, on the uh, um, goodness of God or on the... Help me out. What's, it, what's that first line? For the, or do you show contempt for the riches of His kindness? And then look at the last phrase of verse 4. For it is the kindness of God. Now let's pause right there. Who produces biblical kindness in our life? The Holy Spirit. I'm not talking, again, I'm not talking about niceness. I'm talking about a work. I'm talking about a fruit. I'm talking about a grace. I'm talking about a supernatural gift of God. This is exactly what Scripture means when it says, because you are born again, you take on the nature of God. You want to see me? Hang out with my kids for just a little bit. They're just like me. They're just like Sadie. They have our nature. Piper is just like me. The good, the bad, the ugly. She's the most like me. And John Mark's just like me. Emmy and Hudson's more like Sadie. Why are, they just, why are your children like you? Because they have your nature. When we're born again, we have the nature of God. And what is the nature of God? Kindness. And what does God produce in his children? What is the father doing in his children? He wants to shape. He wants to mold. He wants to deposit. He wants you to live out kindness. Because that's who God is. And watch this. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. What a remarkable verse. You want to know how to pray for your lost loved ones? You want to know how to intercede and plead for God to save your lost loved ones? You pray Romans 2, 4. Oh God, would you let your kindness lead them to repentance? Now that's a powerful verse to pray. The kindness of God leads us to repentance. So the next time someone asks you, how did you get saved? Don't say, well, I prayed this prayer. Don't say, well, I was at church or I was at vacation Bible school or I was in Sunday school or I was with my parents or I was young or I was old or I was... No, don't say where you were or what you did. The next time someone asks you, how did you get saved? You smile and quote Romans 2, 4. The kindness of God led me to repentance. And that's biblically how I got saved. Amen? And it's what will save your loved ones. It's what will save your children and your grandchildren or your spouse 
It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Do you use a streaming device at home or at work? Simply say, hey Google, play Awaken to Grace with Chad Roberts podcast and listen to our weekly podcast that is the current sermon that I preach each week at Preaching Christ Church.